1: game like to a hey guys welcome to the lockdown wizards podcast part of the lockdown podcast network i'm your host troy Halliburton. And join with me in Arena. He's got the most viral video in D.C. sports right now. <laughs> Mr. Kellen Song from the Washington City Paper. How you doing today? I'm good, Troy. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's a, I feel like I'm sitting next to a celebrity yeah, now. After no, after no. your video went viral, you got <laughs> over a million views on, on, on your Nationals uh, playoff <laughs> celebration in the locker room. I mean, when when I first saw the video, the, the, the quality on it was so clear. I was like, yo, you must have shot that on that new iPhone 11 right there. <laughs> right place, right
0: time, man. That's all I can
1: say. (laughs) Exactly. But that's what happens when you're a journalist and you put yourself in this position to be in the right place at the right time. And the right place today was uh, the ESA uh, for the game one of the WNBA finals between the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun, which the Mystics were able to pull out. uh, The final score was what, 95 to 86 was the final score here? Exactly. I I I got that exactly right. But what, let, let, let's talk about uh, the ebb and flow of the games. I know we were actually sitting next to each other, and I, I jumped out of the gun a little yeah, bit, and I yeah, said yeah. That, uh, that, that, that the Mystics would run away with this. And you told me not to get ahead of myself. Right. And sure enough, in the fourth quarter, the Sun <laughs> went on a little bit of a run, and they got the, uh, the score. So I believe within closest four points. But let's, let's just talk about the ebb and flow of the game and how the, the Mystics were kind of able with, to with, withstand that last run. Now we're here. I know
0: you're hearing the players come out. I think that's why you hear people <laughs> in the background cheering. But yeah, you know, I think uh, I was looking at the their head-to-head record right. uh, during a game, and I, I was, you know, the Sun. They played them early on this season, but they held a two-to-one head-to-head lead. And the last game they played, the Mystics won by a lot. But still, it showed that the Sun they're the number two seed for a reason, right? They have they have people who who can make shots. They can have. You have quick guards you know they have people that you know they can kind of
1: Alyssa Thomas down right, low right, right. I mean yeah <laughs> I, you
0: know she yeah she fin- finished with the most points or she finished with, with 20, 20 points yeah and so and you know Corny Williams with 26 so you got you got guards that can play yeah you yeah. got players that can play um, and so I knew it would, it would be a little close and not, you know the Mystics were getting a little sloppy with some turnovers and some calls that didn't go their way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: And so I knew it was going to be a close game, but you could tell that the Mystics have more weapons.
1: Exactly. And I think that when you talk about uh, the Mystics and how they have more weapons, their depth is probably one of the things that has allowed them to to be, I don't know, as dominant as they have been throughout the season. And so it wasn't necessarily Elena Deladon or Emma Mieseman or even Natasha Cloud who was really the player of the game and shifted the momentum. It was Ariel Atkins who kind of stepped up and helped shift that momentum. She did a, a great job, not only defensively, trying to you know stay in front of Courtney Williams for the majority of the game, but she hit what I thought was the biggest shot of the game. When the, the Sun were going on their run, and they were getting back into the game. It was a six-point game, and so with four minutes left, Uh, She she got the ball a corner three and she hit that three, which took the lead back up to nine points. And so I felt like after the sun called the timeout that the Mystics kind of came out and they were kind of settled in and, you know, realizing, okay you know, we got it back up to nine and, you know, they can just, you know do what they have to do to finish the game instead of worrying about having to, to have such a tight finish. But what, what did you see from Atkins as far as, you know, just her dynamic of plays? Like she, she was all over diving on the floor for loose balls, grabbing offensive rebounds. Like just what did you see from her? And then just talk about the depth that the Mystics have that, you know, that they can have a player who, you know, probably wasn't that high on the scouting report, but to come in and really be the kind of player of the game.
0: Right, I think I saw a tweet from Matt from S P Nation saying that you know last year she wasn't in, even invited to the WNBA um, draft. Right. right, she was picked number seven overall, and she was named to the All Defensive second second team yep. this season. And I thought that was probably you know like like you said, she was guarding Courtney Williams a lot of the game, and I mean she she showed why she was named to the All Defensive team. Yep. Um, so that's what a lot a lot of that of of Ariel's play impressed me. And, you know, Christy Tolliver said in the presser that uh, she's the best second year player that she's seen, right? That was Christy, yeah, right? Yeah, that was Christy who and said And so, that. I, you know, there's no sophomore slump. And, you know, as uh, as Christy Tolliver says, that's BS, right? And so she kind of proved that. So for, for me, yeah, there, that was a, a big play, a big shot she made. But just defensively, I think she was able to really impact the game. And as far to, as the bench, I know that Emma Mieseman has been coming off the bench. The last two games, maybe. Yeah,
1: the last two games. Um,
0: and so, when you have Emma Misurin coming off the bench, I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and she. I mean, she just hits big shots, and you know, I, it, you know, just she didn't score that many points today, but yeah. you can tell. This is the first game. I don't know. We mentioned this already, but this is the first game where Elena and Emma
1: played uh, Ag- together against, against the Sun
0: against Connecticut. Yeah. Yep. So, yep.
1: I mean, that's a huge difference. Yeah, it, it it definitely is a huge difference. Just to be able to be, uh, you know, you know, I don't know, have your full arsenal uh, of players, your full complement of players. Uh, to to play the uh, Sun team, you know, because like, like like we said before, I mean, the Sun team is is very deep, so you know, it, it was kind of prudent that the Mystics, you know, be able to show off a little bit of their depth. And I think that uh, Emma, while she didn't have the stronger scoring outputs like she did in the in the uh, Las Vegas Aces series, I think that what she did was she showed how patient patient she is with the basketball, so that you know, when 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 they are running the offense through her, is you know, she doesn't have to herself up to score that you know she I think she was responsible for that that big Ariel Atkins three I was talking about like that ball came to her in the post and she kicked it out to the other side so that I mean that that's the type of play that you get from her and then she's always going to make the correct basketball play and so I think that she is kind of at an advantage because of how well she played in that last series so that you know defenses are you know they're they're keying in on her and so instead of her being selfish and forcing up bad shots, she's making the correct basketball play and making that extra pass, which is leading to, you know, wide-open three-point shots. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they shot 10 for 21 on three-pointers. So, you know, that's 47%. Um, I mean, let's let, let let's talk about how the team is really using their uh, – running their offense, and when they get settled down, they're able to come in and, 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 and use their shots.
0: Yeah, I mean I- – you have good shooters on the team.
1: <laughs> and, you know, you have good
0: shooters on, on the team, and I think part of their offense is good ball movement.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And you're right. You can't key in on one particular player. I think that's what Emma adds, is that if you lock down on uh, Emma, you know, you you have a lot of other shooters. I think Chrissy hit some big threes, right? Exactly, she, yeah. She finished with, uh, you know, two of five, shooting two of five from the three points, and I think that was – Pretty early on, that she hit some some big threes, and that that's momentum changing, you know. And I I think it's a smaller arena. Um, This is different from last year, where they played like several different arenas. Yeah, And the smaller, you know, it was I think it was technically a a sellout, but you can it's just loud. Yeah, even when it's not full, like it it can get pretty loud. And um, I'm sure you know when Kirstie hits a big shot, you can definitely feel it and hear it. And so. Yeah, I mean, you just got players that can shoot. I mean, Elena shot really well today, and she finished with a team-high 22 points. So, yeah, I mean, this team is going to continue
1: shooting, and they're extremely efficient. They set a
0: bunch of records
1: during the regular
0: season with three-pointers, so...
1: Yeah, they're they're going to keep shooting, but I think I want to touch on one of the things you mentioned about uh, the home court advantage that they're playing at, and how loud it got in there. So I was just in the locker room talking to Natasha Cloud, and she, uh, you know, kind of mentioned this anecdote. It wasn't like she made a point to, but she said that you know it was so loud that they could barely even hear, hear the calls in the uh, in the huddle, like during the timeouts. And so you know that, that that's a good problem to have. The fact that if it's hard for them to hear, then, you know, it's got to be even more deafening. For you know the, the the opposing team, you know as 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 they're in this arena and, and it's so close knit and, and such an intimate setting with the arena only only holding uh, forty two hundred people and I believe they said that it, it was a sellout. Uh, I think that I think that there might have been a, a a few few empty seats in here, but may, maybe those people bought tickets and, and weren't able to make it in. But I think I think overall I think the atmosphere for Game One of the of the of the WNBA Finals was. Fantastic showing for what the WNBA is, is 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 trying to move towards when they talk about getting more uh, fan engagement and fan involvement uh, with with their sport.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I was pretty impressed with the crowd today too. It's Sunday afternoon. You got NFL games going on. Yep. You know, Nats are playing, um, and it was mostly full. Like like you said, there was a, a couple of FTCs here and there, and it was to me, it was a lot better. In the semifinals, right? Because it was there were some there were a lot of MPCs during the semifinals, and that was kind of disappointing. You know, and I'm sure disappointing for the team, and you know it was still loud. Yeah, uh, again, it's a small arena, so it's still loud. But yeah, fans turned out today, and I remember uh, early on in the season when I wrote about uh, teams or the players looking forward to having home point advantage, right? Uh, quote unquote. Natasha Cloud was one of the players I talked to, where she said that. uh Mike, uh, Mike T, would, would, uh, the coach, would be like, Tosh, you play better on the road. She's like, Yeah, no, like, obviously, because, like, we we played, maybe, you know, she played in Capital One Arena, where there's, like, you know, huge arena and yeah. not that many fans. So she, I think she likes, I think she, she told me that she likes it when she can't hear. It's so loud that she can't yeah. even hear her teammates. Yeah. So I think players just kind of feed off that type of environment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the it, the atmosphere, it, it creates this, this this energy that is kind of in the building. And, you know, that, that, that creates a, a real home court advantage that the team can use uh, to, to, to their advantage to come out and actually, you know, to try to perform better. Um, I think that we, we've gone, uh, you know, a little bit into this podcast and we've barely mentioned the, the, MB, the WNBA MVP. Uh, Elena Deladon. Uh, well, what, what did you see from her tonight? And as far as just her, just establishing this baseline of consistency of greatness, in a sense where you know she can have a, a, just a run of the mill, you know, twenty-two points tonight, and we're barely mentioning the fact that it, is, is it because we're just so spoiled by her consistency as a player that we just you just kind of penciled her in for twenty points before the game even started. Maybe
0: a little bit. I mean, I think she you do expect greatness from her because she's so consistent. And that's why she's the, you know, 50, 40, 90 club, right? We didn't even talk about that. How She was the first WME player to shoot 50% from the field, 40% for uh, beyond New York and 90% from free throw, which was 97 point yeah. something percent, which is kind of ridiculous. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and so she had one of those games where she didn't take over per se, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think, Again, like you said, I think Atkins had kind of a, a, a breakout game in that sense. But she she's just so efficient, right? And you know, you you know, she's sort of pick and choose the right shots and and hit those shots when she she picks those shots. Yeah, and uh, she gets. I think the defense kind of keys in on her, so she'll you know she'll pass it to open teammates and and yeah, I mean, it's a super solid stat line. You know, I, I think it was. Very evenly spread. I think during the Vegas series, it was, you had more players that had like one particular player that, that had like a really big game, right? right? I I know Emma was one that, that, that player. She
1: was she was one hundred percent that player Vegas, in the Vegas series. Because
0: I think maybe Vegas wanted to shut down uh, Elena a little bit more, right? Um, uh, you know, but I think it was pretty. The, the scoring was pretty spread out today. Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought I thought that it was a very well balanced attack, and so yeah. When, when you when you mentioned. Uh, you know Alada Deladon being the first uh, WNBA player to shoot the 50-40-90 for the season. You know, I, I made a a comment to you during the game about how she shoots 97% from the free throw line and you know I was I was half joking but I said if you know if my life was on the line I had to pick one person to shoot a free throw to save me, I would not be picking Steph Curry. I would be picking <laughs> Deladon. So, you know, that's it. you know she 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 again, didn't didn't miss any free throws tonight, 5 for 5 from the free throw line and I think that you know, when it, it, it really, like I said, it just is establishing this baseline of consistency, of greatness is, is really just I mean, she just comes out every night. And, you know, even when you say even when the defenses are keying on her. We're talking about with, uh, the fourth quarter when um, Connecticut was making that run. You know, she came out and she she took. You know, she got the ball on, in her spots and she was taking. You know, the degree of difficulty, like pretty difficult shots. Yeah, but right these on. these are. I mean, I, I'd rather have you know Alana Deladon taking a contested. Uh, you know, long two from the elbow than 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 you know pretty much anybody else taking any shot at this point.
0: Yeah. No. And I think one. One of the things that people forget is she was injured last year. Yep, she was injured during the finals last year, and I think she said that she's playing seventy percent, right? In yeah, the, in the press conference. So <laughs> it's seventy percent. I mean, now I don't know what percent she is, but higher than seventy. So yeah, I think that's a huge difference in getting like a healthy Elena Delle um, And so, yeah, it, she, she's gonna. She was the MVP. So having the MVP on, on the team, putting in twenty something points every yeah. game you're going to have a chance. Exactly. You're going to
1: have a chance. Yeah, and there's this old basketball adage that, you know, the teams with the best player usually win the basketball series. So I think it's safe to say that within this series, Atlanta Deladon is the best player. So that, that gives the Mystics a, a definite advantage. Yeah, sure. uh, let's, let's, let's try to preview a little bit of what, what do you expect to see uh, coming back on Tuesday from, from the Mystics for game two. Uh, do you think they'll be able to come out and pull out a victory and head up to Connecticut up 2-0? Or do you expect them to be uh, even more challenged by Connecticut? I think there are things that they could probably work on.
0: right? I think the turnovers was one, one of the things that um, they talked about after the game. Mm-hmm. And that that's I mean, well, let's see what the, the numbers are. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, fourteen,
1: yeah, they've missed with fourteen turnovers. Yeah, that's that's right.
0: so like with fourteen turnovers, and so yeah, I, I definitely think that's something that they'll they'll try to clean up. And Christy said it was hesitation. Yeah, so just not being confident in, in their plays and kind of be indecisive. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure. You know, I'm sure coach will, will, will the coach will, uh, kind of harp on that. And so, but I mean, they, they, they played well. They played their game for the most part. So I think they'll, they'll maybe get Mo involved a little more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think they 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 feel good about where
1: they're at. Yeah, I think they should feel great about where they're at right now. I think that, you know, it's not a – I don't even think it's about trying to get Emma more involved or get anybody else more involved. I think that they need to just come out and continue to uh, be – unselfish and continue to play good team basketball and just can just feed the hot hand. So if it happens to be, you know, Ariel Atkins again, then I, you know, let, 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 let her eat. Yeah. If it happens to be Natasha Cloud for the next game, you know, you gotta, you gotta get out the way, let her get the ball. You know, uh, Della Donna's always going to be there, you know, consistently at her in for 20 points, <laughs> but you know, in that next game it might be Ariel Powers coming off the bench who yeah. has a strong performance. So, you know, I think that, um, is like the Mystics? They have a very good opportunity of you know using their home court advantage again and and going up in, in this series two zero, but w- which would be amazing in a best of five game series to go up two nothing. You know that you'd put yourself in a, a great position to uh, win the championship. So you know it, it it'll, it'll it'll be a good it'll be a good game to to see. I'm excited for it. I think that you know it was good for for us to be able to cover some some finals experience. Uh, I, I, we, we can't say the same thing for about the uh, the men's professional team, which we will both be back down here tomorrow morning for Wizards media day. Yeah, a, lot, a
0: lot going on. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday will be a, a, a big day for for NASA exactly. and Exactly, so.
1: exactly. So there, there's a lot going on in the DC sports scene, but I, this will give you a perfect opportunity to kind of uh, plug yourself and <laughs> you know, I know the people already know where to find you because they've seen all your videos. <laughs> but go ahead, though, uh, Kellen, and plug some of your work and you know, let the people know if, if you have anything special that you're working on.
0: Sure, I, I like I said, it's it's a pretty hectic time for for. Uh, D.C. sports uh, with the playoffs, with Nats playing their wild card game on Tuesday. It's the same exact time as the Mystics, uh, Mystics yeah. actually. Uh, you know, the football team doesn't really need a mention right now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, and then uh, Wizards have their media day coming up tomorrow. So, Wizards season starting. Caps are are, are starting. So, yeah, it, so it's an a exciting time. And, you know, you have two teams that are, that are for sure worth attention that are in the postseason. And, you know, I covered a um,
1: a spirit game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, was, was that game at the Audi Field?
0: No, no. So they, it was their last uh, home finale at the Maryland Soccer. At the
1: player, Maryland Soccer, okay. Which was sold out. So
0: you have, you know, with this professional soccer team, you have DC United playing tonight. So there's a lot going on. And. I'm trying to cover a little bit of everything. Yeah, so that's, I guess that's my
1: plug. You're stretching, you're stretching yourself very <laughs> thin, bit. but I mean, people need to know that you're you're over there at the Washington City Paper doing great work. You're doing amazing <laughs> you. things. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I love the coverage that you're doing. I'm glad that you know the the national media is uh, finally recognizing it. Also, we're gonna say this on the podcast: if you uh, use uh, my guy's video, you know the polite thing is to do is just tag them. That's it. <laughs> that's it, man. You know, we don't need to embed. We're not trying to turn profit from it. You know, just 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 tag the oh, artist yeah. for your work yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know but it, it, it's funny just to see you know how the sports media uh, you know aggregation game really works sometimes right. but you know what though that's what happens when you're out actually in the streets you know, among the people, you know, get, getting your hands dirty. So, you know, yeah, Kellen, Kellen, you, you you catch him at the Mystics game. You'll catch him at a at a uh, Washington Spirit game. You'll catch him at a Nationals game. So, you know, it, it's great to see you out here. Like, you know, get pick, picking up the slack for the DC sports media. It's very, <laughs> it's very needed, especially with my with my guy Dan Steinberg, who's who oh, stepped no. out with the I'm DC okay. bog. I know, I know, I know, man. So <laughs> he's left a big void that you know everybody has to step in and, and fill the shoes. Left behind by the D.C. sports Bot. I mean, it's <laughs> a good time to be covering D.C.
0: sports, so uh, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on that. Yeah,
1: not a problem. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks again, Callum. Thanks, Rick.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.